Cougs house. Houston Cougar football joins the Big 12 officially this week. The practice is starting. It's all really happening. And there continues to be more and more news out of what is coming in the conference. Let's jump on it. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cougs, daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrews, that break down all things Cougs. If you're a UH fan or just a hater can step by, please be sure to subscribe down below that we can lay us on the Cougs in your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. And welcome back to the YouTube channel. It is good to see you again. Remember, we're doing a giveaway every 250 subscribers so as an everyday make sure you're commenting down below to let us know you're in that contest as we approach 1500 we're gonna weigh hat just like mine cougar on the front locked on the side all kinds of fun stuff with that i'll be giving that away at 1500 make sure you're commenting down below to let us know you're in the contest if you get the end of the episode and you're tired of talking about the big 12 and all the things that are changing as houston interest big 12 in football and you don't know what to say tell us how you like your eggs cooked all right so a lot of fun stuff to talk about first. Talking about the latest in the expansion news because that seems to be a never-ending news cycle. Although news isn't air quotes, uh, we'll talk more about that in the course of that segment. Second segment I want to talk about is this fair? Uh, a listener reached out via DM. We went back and forth and found some interesting stuff. Um, I just want to talk some about is the current expansion stuff happening fair to the schools like Houston and Cincinnati and BYU, uh, UCF that joined the conference. Kind of when it looked like they tossed the Big Twelve a lifeline. And then in the third and final segment, I think it's worth visiting, is the Pac-12 ending or the death of the Pac-12 a good thing for Houston as a whole? But first, let's talk about what is happening in the Big 12. Lots of 12s happening here, but what's happening in the Big 12. We should start off with a consistent report that the Big 12, and therefore Houston, is looking to add a 14th team to the conference uh, for what it's worth. Odd-numbered conferences do present scheduling trouble. Um, it would make sense that they look for a 14th football team as well because the football schedule is the hardest to schedule with odd numbers of teams and divide up things evenly and those kinds of things. And also, yeah, I know that you're already nodding, but the football programs are the things that drive in the dollars across the board here, right? Now, for what it's worth, um, at Big 12 Media Days, right, as we reported right afterwards, uh, Brett Yormark reported the extent that we reported. We're not really the news-breaking business, <laughs> although if you got something to leak, I guess let me know. Brett Yormark did say that day the goal in expansion, now that they have 12 teams from 2024 moving on, has always been about value. How does the new program, the new athletic program, add value to the Big 12. Um, for what it's worth, if I'm looking at the landscape right now, Pac-12 teams are going to inherently add more value. So I'd imagine if you're looking at these teams, the rumors you're seeing around Pac-12 teams are more significant, if for no other reason than that we've seen and heard Brett Yormark say he wants those valuable programs. The other thing that worth keeping in mind in all of this is that Brett Yormark has said in the past his goal would be a conference that stretches coast to coast and that truly does take in each time zone. Well, obviously the Pac-12 being the Pacific Coast Conference, right? Like 
that's out there where the 12, the theoretical ads could be in the uh, Pacific time zone. So I think that that's why that has the most traction. Um, the Yukon stuff, I think, is real. And I think there is some possibility of adding Yukon. Um, I think it will be a couple things here from what I'm seeing. Um, there's a possibility, it looks like, being floated out there about adding Yukon as a basketball only. Uh, or That is to say, in far as revenue sports go, a non-football school. Um, we know that Brett Yormark likes big cities. He had a Cincinnati and Orlando. Provo is near Salt Lake. Obviously, Houston. Uh, Boulder is just outside of Denver, Colorado. Yukon uh, is commutable to New York. It helps bring in that northeastern market. We know that's where Yormark is very comfortable. Um, that said, I would imagine if it's not a without football deal, which does not help the 14 football team issue that they want 14, right? Um, if it's not a football deal, I would imagine there's some like you need to invest in the football program this many dollars by this date uh, and prove it by these ways or whatever to show that they're going to invest in making themselves a power by football program. I don't think Brett Yomar can look at their f- current football program and deem that as valuable given how much he has stressed the idea of value. But I don't think that there's just smoke and no fire there with UConn. I just think it'll be a potential 15th school that does not have football or something like that in the Big 12 independent football program, the FCS or something, the way Georgetown does not play FBS football, right? Um, The one thing I think that is smoke and fire is Arizona. A couple things here. One, the Athletic has reported, right? That's a fairly large publication. We're not going to report if it's not. Um, The Arizona schools have connections to the Pac-12 but are waiting on the media rights deal. Earlier this summer, the president of the university, not just an athletic person, not just a booster, a football coach, or a donor or something, the president of the university says it's going to come down to dollars and cents, right? Starting in 2025, all Big 12 schools make a minimum of $31.7 million. And once you factor in different units for different uh, qualifications from the conference, you're going to look at more like closer to 4550. Uh, it'll be hard for the pack hard for me to imagine that the Pac-12 is currently looking at those kinds of dollar amounts as it stands. So I'd imagine that the Big 12 will have more money, right? So Arizona has said that that is important to them. We also saw the uh, politicians in Arizona, right? Governors and uh, state senators like that have all declared that Arizona and Arizona state do not ha- as public institutions do not have to move Together, there's some states that want them to be uh, the two in-state public schools, big state, state schools like that to be linked together, right? Um, Arizona said that they do not have to be. So it could be like Iowa and Iowa State or what will soon be Oklahoma and Oklahoma State where they can be separate uh, conferences as long as they find some way to play each other once scheduled allow for it. So I could see Arizona getting the offer very, very quickly. It also lines up in football and basketball. And we know that Brett Yomark cares about basketball when he's looking at value, right? So I think Arizona is the natural thing. I'm also seeing reports from not just your, I'm not going to throw it under the bus, but not just your Twitter guys. But I'm seeing reports from reputable sources uh, that look like there could be something by midweek this week, um, August 1st being Tuesday, Something could pop up very, very soon. So frankly, by the time you're listening to this, uh, this might already be old news. Arizona might already be in, right? So I think that that's going to happen fairly quickly. The bigger catch, though, might be Oregon and Washington. When you think about value, Eugene, Oregon is not a big city like you Mark has gone for, right? Arizona is near Phoenix, right? Like It's not the same kind of thing, but it is the University of Nike. Phil Knight, obviously, and all the Nike connections, the Nike uniforms and things like that. 
the big, big investments that he puts into that program. It's got a big city feel in a lot of ways, even if it's not. UW or Washington, on the other hand, is in Seattle, right? That's another big city, big Pacific Northwest. Um, so it does have the big city market that we know that Yormark likes. Both are true Power 5 football teams. I mean, Washington just beat Texas in a bowl game last year uh, and has had good uh, you know, good finishes in the Pac-12 recently. Oregon has been a national brand for a long time. Heisman winners and stuff like that, right? Uh, Basketball-wise, I would give the edge, I guess, most years to UW with the last couple years to Oregon. So that's probably closer. Arizona probably gets the bigger edge over both in basketball, right? And Yolmark does care more about basketball than the average uh, athletic conference commissioner. But... With that said, I imagine that that's like the next tier as far as like what you could see happening. Um, the one thing that I mentally don't think will happen in the near future because of waiting for dominoes to fall will be University of Utah and Arizona State um, because I feel like what will happen is the Big 12 will extend invitations to those after reading things after they get a no from Arizona Oregon and Washington. Um, and if they can figure out the timetable on that to fit in when it still happens before the PAC 12 has a media rights deal, then you could see some movement with Arizona, uh, Arizona state, I should say, or Utah, because they're not quite the same giant name brands. Um, Arizona state is not the same size brand as Arizona. It's also not the same quality. When you look at like uh, value, not the same quality of a uh, athletic investment i'll say right uh from the from the school and then utah while it is in the similar market it's in salt lake city proper i guess a little different than byu when you're looking to add value to the conference i don't know how much value your mark can see in adding utah when it's so much like byu which he just added but byu is so much bigger because of the church the other aspect of utah is they've openly talked about like they fought so hard to get into the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 ideologically lines up with them and da 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 that it would feel like a big heel turn for them to lean into the big to the Big 12 themselves, right? So that's where the latest in the news is. Again, you could see stuff on Arizona as early as Tuesday at a match. You might hear leaks of it Monday night uh, with the changing of the month happening. But that's the latest as it stands as Arizona. And I imagine you have Oregon and Washington falling as dominoes, whatever their decision is later after that and imagine UConn if they get the bid gets to be an odd team and not a football team um, lots of great parts being added to the Big 12 conference to say the least and if you are trying to build a championship team or try to build a championship conference and looking for a great fit trying to make sure you have the right fit you need to make sure you head over to eBay Motors because for a championship team it is all about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts accessories head to eBay Motors with eBay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part you need fits right for the first time around just add your ride to my garage then look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. With And with over 122 million parts to choose from, it'll be back at the game in no time. After all, it's an easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, get the right fit, and get the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Motors Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items apply. Only exclusions do apply. All right. So I want to talk some about is this 
fair or is it fair to be doing this uh, if what's happening to Colorado and then whatever teams come after them fair uh, as we look at what's happening in expansion? Um, because we do know that Houston, Cincinnati, Central Florida and uh, BYU will not be getting the biggest portions of the contracts until 2025 until June, uh, June 30th, I'm sorry, or July 1st, whatever you want to look at the turn of the year being the end of, or the start of, um, 2025, because it's technically when the new media deal kicks off, right? As we're talking about 31.7 million and the length of the deal and this and that, but truthfully, none of that starts until the turn of the athletic calendar, right? But switching from June to July in 2025. Between now and then, right? We know Houston will be getting, uh, I believe it's 18 uh, million in the first year, and then it is 19 in the second year um, in their first two years in the Big 12. Part of that because the Big 12's TV contract leading up to 2025 did not include schools like Houston, Cincinnati, and all those schools in it. This first year, we have 14 teams in the Big 12. The Big 12 designed it first to have in this TV deal, 10 teams. So it's like part of the deal there. Um, admittedly, part of the kickback is coming from the exodus of Texas and Oklahoma, right? So the fact that there is money to pay these four schools is in large part because those schools are getting the conference paid by going early to the SEC. They're leaving after the 2023-24 school year, right? And going to the SEC. The SEC is paying for that to happen. Uh, and that money's coming into the conference and then get distributed amongst the schools a little bit more evenly. Um, all these schools are getting full rights deals because of the pro rata in 2025. That means they sign a 13th school in Colorado. They're going to get the full 31.7 in 2025, right? If they sign Arizona into the conference, they get the full pro rata deal, 31.7 as a, mil a million as a minimum in 2025. However, the discrepancy and what might not be fair is in looking at what each conference or each school, new school to the conference, I should say, if I'm tripping on my words, there, I'm sorry. Each new school to the conference gets in 2020. 324 and 2024 25 and those two athletic calendar years before the new tv rights deal goes into effect what do the new big 12 members get because frankly i remember houston and cincinnati and central florida as schools leaving the american had to pay out to the american athletic conference 18 million dollars in exit fees now that was a negotiation it was originally 45 million the american was happy to change the numbers up a little bit because they're getting new schools as well and da, 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 right um, however, what's happening in that is Houston is paying an initial $10 million in exit fees. Houston is paying, not the Big 12. Houston is paying an initial $10 million in exit fee. And then the other $8 million is spread out over 12 payments between uh, 2024 and 2036, right? So 2023, Houston has paid 10. And then the other eight gets distributed out evenly over the next 12 years. That's a lot less than the 45 million single payment that they thought they were going to pay when these conversations started, but it's not nothing. And I think it's worth pointing out that that's not nothing because Houston got less than $9 million last year in revenue from being in the American athletic conference, right? So it's more than a full year's worth, uh, more about twice what a full year's worth, uh, just over twice what a full year's worth of being in the conference is worth. They're having to pay back over the course of, a, I guess, total 12 years just to get out of the conference. Um, I do think, though, 
while I initially agreed that like it's not right that some of the Big 12 schools where Houston next season will be making $18 million um, from being in the Big 12, uh, minimum of that, I should say. Other Big 12 schools are making in the high 20s. Uh, and you know, why is that? Well, that is because they were in the conference when the conference signed that deal. The TV rights companies, uh, ESPN, you know, four letters, knew what they were getting into and they pulled in the Big 12. They pulled in those schools. They didn't know they were getting Houston or whatever. Um, so I knew that it'd be a little different. It might be a little bit more, a little bit less. The difference might be more. It might be a little bit less money for Houston than I would have wanted or thought. But I understand that that is part of the game. What I don't necessarily appreciate and what I think is interesting the deep you dive into this is that uh, the Big 12 is not paying for Houston to come. The Big 12 is not paying for Cincinnati, Central Florida, or uh, BYU to come. They don't have to pay for Colorado to come because there's no exit fee because there's no uh, guarantee of rights or uh, gift of uh, GOR from Colorado and the Pac-12 because there's no media deal for them to be, have the rights to, right? So the Colorado and any other Pac-12 school can jump for free. Um, Houston wasn't in that boat. And instead of paying for the $10 million or the 18 or whatever, whatever portion of it, the Big 12 was making Houston pay all of that. And frankly, it's easy to forget now, but a couple years back when Houston and Cincinnati and Central Florida all were eager to jump to the Big 12, the Big 12 needed them as a lifeline. The Big 12 needed them to survive. The Big 12 looked like it was going to die. There are all kinds of think pieces out about the death of the Big 12 under Todd Bol- under, under Bowlesby. Um, I was about to say Dodds. I was about to say Dodds Bowlesby, wasn't I? Yeah. Anyway, about uh, the Big 12 was going to die under Bowlesby because Texas and Oklahoma were going to leave the SEC and it was just going to be, you know, in the water, nothing left. An 18 conference can't really survive in modern college sports. And the four schools joining next season, including Houston, signed up to help. And instead, they're going to pay their own exit fees. Now, admittedly, West Virginia and TCU, um, exit fee was a little bit different for them uh, because all of college football was changing over so much about 12 years ago. But they also did not get the full uh, media deal in their first couple of seasons. Uh, different commissioners, such as Dodds, was in charge back then. But they got, uh, West Virginia and TCU got 50% of the average revenue for a big 12 school in their first year, two thirds of the average revenue in their third year or in the second year, third year was 84%, fourth year is hundred percent. So it took them four years to get up to the full income of a big 12 school. Houston's going to be doing that by year three. Um, and peasants really like talked about how much of an improvement you'll see across the board and things like facilities and stuff like that because of that. So we'll see, but having to pay an exit fee and not getting the full, $28 million that a big 12 school is getting in 24 in a 2023-24 feels like Houston is having to pay a group of five tax. Now it's not being called that. And, and frankly, there's some part of me that's like, whatever, let's just get to 2025 and we'll be Gucci anyway. Like it's okay, whatever. Right. But it does feel like that's a group of five tax being thrown in. And there's like this excuse of, you know, you're coming up from the group of five and this and that you should be, uh, it's almost like you should be excited to be here instead of the acknowledgement that the conference might've died had Houston not decided to come, especially as we're seeing the PAC 12 potentially die, which we'll be talking about in the third segment. One thing to pay attention to, and we will revisit this when it's official. And I don't think it will be official until all of the dominoes are done falling, but we have not actually seen what Colorado will get in the 2024, 25 school year. 
we've seen that they're going to get the full 31.7 as a minimum in 2025, right? When the new deal kicks in, we know they won't come into the conference until the fall of 2024, but that school year, 2024, 25, when the big 12 is technically still on their last year of their old contract and Houston is making like $19 million, right? What is Colorado getting? Is Colorado getting also 19, right? Because, that seems like the new school's deal, right? The new school gets that many, much money that year based on what they're making in this, that, and the other thing. Is Colorado making more because they're coming from a Power 5 conference? Are they making the normal 28 that a, a, a Big 12 team would be making that season? What is the difference? And when those dollars come out, that's something to pay attention to as far as what is happening to Houston in this, in this deal, in these TV deals. And what I think is interesting is, is they probably don't announce that figure what they're going to make in 2024-25 until the dominoes are done falling and the reason that won't happen is because the big 12 itself has to know how many schools they're delivering money to because the old tv deal is not pro rata it's not the same money per school like it will be in 2025 so the deal they signed in 2011 which created the longhorn network and did all sorts of silly things for uc austin that kind of stuff right the deal they signed then was great in a lot of different ways, and it's helped save the conference by adding TCU and West Virginia. You know, everybody played everybody in football, and there was one true champion, and all those kinds of things. But it did not guarantee in the course of expansion because we wouldn't have thought about it as much in 2011. How often is this going to happen? It did not guarantee the same money per school, right? As uh, this pro rata deal does going forward. So. What happens, Colorado, whenever those numbers come out will be interesting. And if it's very apparent that Houston's getting screwed, we will revisit it. Because, again, Houston did save the Big 12 from dying. And speaking of conferences dying, the Pac-12 feels like it's on death's door. It's not that it can't survive with nine teams, although they'll probably find someone to get to 10 by adding a San Diego State or something like that. Or even back to 12 by adding San Diego State and SMU and Boise State. But it does feel like if any other school leaves, and Arizona very well could this week, the Pac-12 itself might die. And if the Pac-12 itself as a conference falls apart or ceases to be a power conference as far as the brands in it go, and it's a bunch of glorified group of five schools, Stanford and Cal, because they seem very set in not leaving the West Coast, then what does that mean for Houston? Does Houston benefit at all from the Pac-12 falling apart. I think it does in a couple different ways, and we'll hit it quickly. But if you want to hear more about this, if this is something that's kind of your jam, tell us in the comments down below. We'll maybe expand on this thought in a later episode. Um, we have football games coming up, obviously. It starts September. We got some time to on them, so who knows, right? Um, first, I think it helps Houston and the Big 12 because it opens up a bunch of West Coast schools looking for, if they're, if they're looking for, a Power 5 conference, right? At the Pac-12 is no longer a power conference. That's a whole region of the country and a, quite literally a whole time zone of the country that is looking for a power conference, right? In the old days, it felt like you had like the SEC and the ACC and the Big East kind of taking over the East Coast. You had, you know, Middle America was taken up by the Big 12 and the Pac, uh, the Big 12 and the Big 10 and the Pac-12 kind of operate on the West Coast. If you're losing that West Coast, whatever you think about the rest of the country, if you're in the West Coast, suddenly those schools are going to be looking for jumping into a conference uh, because they want the power five uh, 
dollars, the Power Five resources, the Power Five exposure. It's all those things that Houston wants when they join the Big 12 as well. But it helps Houston's Big 12 because their new deal is going to be just 2025 to 2031. That means that you're going to start hearing rumors about what the next deal looks like in like 2029, 2030, which is not very long. So if these Pac-12 schools are no longer in the power conference or looking somewhere to go, you can get them in that second deal, the 2031 deal, and suddenly that ups the value tremendously. If you can add, or if maybe Oregon and Washington don't get the ducks in a row and can't come over before 2025, right? But then suddenly the Pac-12 is not worth anything to them, and they're looking to get out. 2031 happens before you know it, and you're looking at that happening before a lot of other conferences are also renewing their contracts. Um, I also think that the other thing there is that by 2031, um, you know, does Utah change their tune? Does Arizona State feel like they can invest and grow their program? Like these other, the ones that aren't Oregon and Washington, does Stanford and Cal realize, oh crap, we kind of needed that cash, right? Like, do they feel like there's something worth jumping for after a couple years of not being in a power conference? No worries. The Pac 12, the Pac 12 may have died, but the Big 12 is here in 2031 to save the day. Right. It also allows for if you know San Diego State grows, or if, I like UNLV, but not everyone likes UNLV. Um, if Boise State grow, if these other programs inv- continue to invest money, continue to grow exponentially at the rate they are, then if there's no Pac-12 option, the Big 12 becomes the best option. Twenty thirty one, right? Um, so I think all of that growth helps because they can all be looking to the conference by twenty thirty one. But Parker, how does that help Houston? It's a long-winded answer, I know. But the deal is I think that it helps Houston because then the conference becomes more valuable. The conference becoming more valuable means there's more money invested in these TV deals, especially when you look at, like, Brett Yormark has already said, the 2031 TV deal could very well be a football-separate, basketball-separate kind of revenue sport deal. Like, separate, like everything could be a little bit different, and if everything's a little bit different, then suddenly, right, Houston as a big time basketball program in the state of Texas and the football, you know, savviness that is Texas, all of that put together can put Houston in a great spot for both halves of that conference. And also the conference itself would pulling in a lot of money from a lot of different angles. Um, all the money coming into Houston builds things like facilities, pays people like coaching staffs, right? Pays for recruiting experiences, right? We know Houston can sell itself. Houston's a great city. It's a great place to live. It's a great place for, especially as a college age kid to come in and the NIL money like continues to be something we're building up as the programs grow. Um, all of those things I think are worth noting. And that if more money continues to pump into the programs and there's going to be a big jump in 2031, then by 2033, 34, once that money's being spent and all those things are being built, you're going to see even bigger jumps, even bigger leaps in the programs across the board. That's all the money side. The other thing I think is worth in- really interesting is if there's no Power 5 programs or less Power 5 programs on the West Coast, I always look at this from a recruiting angle because I am a coach at heart, right? You look out there and you look across up and down the West Coast. If the only air quotes power programs are USC and UCLA, that's only 170 scholarships. For, for the entire programs in football, right? That's a lot of kids out there that are Power 5 talent looking for Power 5 programs. And that's when Houston can go snatch some the same way people keep snatching up Houston kids, right? 
And that's across the board. I mean, you look at the basketball program. Jacob McFarland uh, is a, a West Coast kid, a California kid. Uh, Mercy Miller is a high-end prospect, committed to Houston, uh, senior high school this year, but committed to Houston for next season, uh, the 2024-25 season. High-end prospect. He's a California kid as well. Like You can start to see like they're starting to lay those roots down already. If there is no Power 5 conference out there, no Power Conference out there, there's going to be less than five at that point. If there's no Power Conference out there, then suddenly <gasps> – We'll start turning what's happening with all of that. I think that's all good for Houston. If you think differently, tell me down below. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in today to Lockdown Cougs and making Lockdown Cougs your first listen of the day each and every day. And as an everydayer, remember to reply with hashtag everyday in the comments, or hashtag everydayer in the comments, I guess, whichever, and ask a question. That's how we got to the question about are things fair, everyday or rusty, at every Rusty does, has listened every day since the start of the show. Uh, asked about, is it fair? What's the deal with these finances? I think it's more fair than it looks on the surface until we see more about Colorado, right? And that's how we got to that whole, the question of being a whole segment. We'll answer questions at the end of episodes, if not before. So make sure you say hashtag every day or, and we'll be sure to get to them by the end of the episode. We might even fit them into this little spot here at the end for just you and me when out of one else gets the end, right? Thank you all so much for tuning into Locked on Cougs today. If you're very second listen, and are excited about the Big 12 and all things coming, I'm going to recommend Kevin's show, Locked on Buffs. They talk all things Colorado. Obviously, that's an exciting time to be doing a Colorado show, so go check them out as well. Locked on Cougs is a proud member of Locked on Podcast Network. That means your team every day. Go Cougs. I didn't really factor in the Cougs thing not showing up on the background. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. Anyway, go Cougs. <laughs>